I'm Richard Serrett. Join me on Strange Planet for in-depth conversations with the world's top paranormal investigators, alien abductees, Bigfoot trackers, monster hunters, time travelers, alternative archaeologists, remote viewers, and more. As I was on the way to Area 51, I was stopping on the side of the road and just taking measurements, and I found this one spot where time slowed down by a fraction of a second. It's not supposed to do that. From the two big categories, animal mutilations and human abductions, you have to conclude that genetic material is being harvested. Well, I reached for a rifle and uh, I, I turned and looked and it was, it was already moving away and it was descending the bluff. Uh, there's no way any human could have went down it. It was probably a 75 degree angle straight down almost. On Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, we're redefining reality. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Do not go any further. Turn around. Go home. Hello, welcome to yet another, yet another episode of Heretics. I'm your host, Andrew Gold. And today is a Saturday. And on Saturdays, we do some of the more gossipy or tabloid, culty, different kinds of things. A bit less culture war, a bit less um, serious sometimes. Although today is, is actually a very serious topic because King Charles III, as many of you already know, has got cancer. Uh, which is very sad. Of course, a lot of people have been, been saying, oh, who cares? He's He's got everything he needs anyway and all that kind of thing, which I just think is um, the sign of ide- either a psychopath or just an ideologically captured person. It's always sad as far as I'm concerned when somebody gets something like this. It does seem like the prognosis is good from what we're hearing. And I was able to get Kinsey Schofield, who is a royal commentator, who's been on the show several times before, to come on the show. You can follow her, get her YouTube to die for daily. There's an audio podcast as well. So do go and follow her. And she's a lot of fun and she's very knowledgeable about the royals. And we're talking about Harry going back to see Charles, about a potential reconciliation with William, which, you know, by the we, we actually recorded this a day or so ago. It looks like Harry's already going back now. So that reconciliation is not happening. But an interesting conversation nonetheless. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please do um, support my guest and also share this podcast far and wide if you don't mind doing so. But now you're listening to Heretics. Oh, hello everyone. I've got Kinsey Schofield here. This was actually unplanned, but we were just chatting now and she's like, hey, you're live. And I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you about stuff. And here she is. She is the best royal correspondent there is. She's from To Die For Daily YouTube channel. That is 2DI as in Diana for daily and there's a little link below in the description if you're listening to an audio podcast you can find it as well on in the description there kinsey we're talking today about oh well I've, I've started this actually very optimistically and happily but there was a sad thing which is that king charles has been diagnosed with cancer so we've got to talk about that we've been talking about that it does appear to be relatively benign what's the news coming out at the moment well, the news, the latest news is that we know that the king had a very brief meeting with Prince Harry earlier today, about half an hour or less after Harry landed. Harry's flight was a bit delayed because we have like catastrophic rainfall here right now in Southern California, flooding, mudslides. I mean, I actually, to me, the fact that Harry was picking up and leaving 
during this type of weather, when we're getting these emergency alerts on our phones telling us not to leave, leaving Meghan Markle and the children behind, to me, that indicated that this was a very serious diagnosis and that um, that these were serious circumstances um, for Harry to leave the family behind uh, when we've got such chaotic weather happening here. Um, so Harry's flight was a bit delayed, according to reports, because of that weather. He saw the king for about half an hour, and then the king left via helicopter to Sandringham for some more recuperation. But it's interesting that Harry like lands, and then the king immediately goes off to recuperate. I totally understand. <laughs> I totally understand. But you wonder how much planning went into Harry's trip for the king to up and leave almost so quickly. But can I really, I'm sorry to just keep talking. Can I just explain to you what it's like? Because I told you I had just like a, an hour or two break and between my hits when breaking news happens like this, it's crazy for royal commentators because it's go, 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 go. And because you're my friend and I feel like you'd find some humor in this, whenever there's breaking news like this, this happened with Oprah Winfrey, it happened when the queen was ill and then when the queen passed. And my schedule's like this, I purchased a human dog bed on Amazon because I have four dogs that are sleeping around me right now. And so between hits, I will nap in a human-sized dog bed with four little dogs around me. And then I have to jump up, like check the mirror to make sure the eyelashes are still glued on my face and up, you know, check the web to make sure there are no you know new developments when it comes to whatever the breaking story is um but this is a such a you know these are one of this is one of those crazy times when we did not see this news coming christmas was so peaceful for the royal family and sandringham they showed such unity we were surprised to see prince andrew and fergie there and it just seemed like they were trying to make a um a statement that they were strong and in a really good place. So then January 1st hits, we get Epstein documents. And so that's the 24-hour the news cycle is Prince Andrew and how he's associated with Epstein. Then we get word that the Princess of Wales has had a planned surgery that none of us knew about. She's okay. Hey, she's going to be in the hospital for two weeks, but you guys won't see her until Easter. Minutes later, we find out the king has an upcoming surgery for this prostate, this benign prostate concern. Then within that surgery, they find out that there is more to be concerned about. The king does have cancer, not prostate cancer, but they haven't told us what type of cancer. And so this has just kind of been like a whirlwind 2024. And I'm so sorry I've talked so much. No, please don't ever apologize for that because I've just done a whole half an hour of just talking at the camera. So, and people love to hear you talk and you actually know what you're talking about, unlike me. But yeah, th there was an addition to that. Am I right in saying I remember reading a story that I think Fergie also had a sort of cancer coming back? It's just been a horrible, horrible uh, month or so. In a sense, it feels like, and I don't know if everybody else will relate to this at home, particularly if, if they're from sunnier climes like uh, your side of the world right now, uh, but it just feels like that's a microcosm for the whole world right now. Everyone is just coughing and spluttering and ill or knows someone who's gravely ill or has been in the hospital. I suppose we've obviously had COVID for a few years and that kind of thing, but it just, if I, maybe part of me felt like that was going away. And then I just I got hit by so many coughs and colds and I don't know. How are you keeping up? You all right? 
I am good, but the last time I talked to you, you had the sniffles, so I'm glad you're feeling a lot better. You're, you're, yeah, you're much more up to snuff. got this mask <laughs> for that. I got These do look like inappropriate toys, but I promise you they're, they're, they're for cost. Have you ever seen this? It's like a... No. You, you, it's, it's got a ball in it, and you, someone can probably explain in the chat how that works. And you blow into it, and it's supposed to get the mucus out. And I don't think it works, but all the reviews said it works, so maybe it just doesn't work on me. That's the fun I'm having over here. So that's what's going on. Now, one of the things, so, so and talk as, as much as you want, because I, I think you, you do have the inside scoop, really. It's fascinating about that dog bed as well. Um, and that, that's the life. Because people just see the face on the screen and they go like, oh, now they're talking. And they don't think like, what goes into this? And it's a fascinating insight for us. To give us also some fascinating insights or, or potential speculations about what's going to be happening with regards to, okay, Harry's back now. Is this awkward with William? What's going to go on? I think one of the things that doesn't surprise me, but kind of surprises me, is that the immediate media tone is reconciliation. You know, is the reconciliation on the horizon? Is this what unites the family again? The the health of King Charles, um, and I just don't think that that's realistic. I don't think that that's the reality. Does the king want to reconcile with Prince Harry? I think likely, yes. He's his youngest son. He's his baby. Um, you know, Ingrid Seward has an interesting new book out where she discusses how much Prince Harry is actually like King Charles, how they bonded over guns and hunting, and and how as a, a young boy, although Prince Harry in spare paints a very different picture of his relationship with the king, um, the reality was that they kind of bonded on that, that you know, the army, the navy, the that level of just being boys. And that was so, that was their way of being close close to one another and and finding things in common with one another i think the king loves his son so i do think that king charles is going to inevitably make the effort for there to be real reconciliation but i'm much more cynical when it comes to prince william there's no way i mean prince william is currently in the process of trying to protect his wife from these crazy Spanish headlines about um, her health and, and her, her current physical state, which are just wildly inappropriate and incorrect. And um, they're, but they are, to be fair, they're being very secretive. And I think that that's totally okay. I, I've said a couple of times that I don't think it's my business what's going on with the Princess of Wales. I don't think that that's any of my business. I if something were happening with Megan, I wouldn't think it was my business and I would refuse to to speculate on that too. Um, but they're being very protective of the Princess of Wales. So why would you allow your brother who has monetized family secrets over the last four years anywhere near your family uh, that you know, you're trying to protect right now? You're trying to protect Catherine's um, peace. You're trying to ensure that she has a... Uh, a healthy recovery and we don't expect to see her until Easter so she needs to be left alone for a significant amount of time so when it comes to all of these media outlets like reaching out saying like talk to us about the reconciliation between Prince Harry and Prince William it's just like a non-starter I don't even think it's worth I don't even think that's a, a an, an article worth clicking on it's not going to happen and I understand 
right? Prince William has so much on his shoulders. He has so much, there's so much more expected of him than there ever has been a Prince Harry. He's known from a very young age and, and was almost overwhelmed by the just pressure of what was expected of him when he became an adult. Um, I think Prince William is, is kind of in an unfair position because he's taking on more work. He's almost going to triple his work. And then we see him tomorrow, but he's going to triple his work in, in the next few months and, and weeks. And I don't think that he wants the drama that Harry and Meghan typically bring. So don't I, I wish that people wouldn't put this pressure on him to reconcile with his brother when I think for his own sanity and his own peace, you know, that that distance, it, it's good for him. And I think that he, that's truly the the outlets that he's found to find peace is it's just distance. They also don't really do reconciliation, uh, the Sussexes. Um, and, you know, I hate calling them that because they don't do any work and they, they're just they're just two people. But then someone was telling me that the, the what are they, the Yorks, the Yorks, the Yorkshires? Who, what are they called? The other ones? I don't know. That they're, they're also, Yorks. yeah, the Yorks, the Yorky Yorks, the Yorks. They're not, they, they still don't, they don't do any work and they, they're, Yorks as well but I, I think if you make a big sort of you know I'm leaving I'm no longer in this everyone was against me I think well you're not starting your coffee company and calling saying oh we're the Sussexes and I've, I'm investing in mushroom coffee I think that's right. not right um is is okay, so yeah I was going to say about reconciliation I mean so Thomas Markle never happened uh Samantha Markle didn't happen there hasn't been a reconciliation with Charles there unfortunately never was with Elizabeth um William there hasn't been they're not ones to do reconciliation. Do you think that while Harry's with Meghan, or potentially even if they split up, there's just not going to be one? Oh, I don't, because we're we're listing a lot of people on Meghan's side. So I think that I think that Prince Harry is, is different from Meghan. I think that he's proven, although I and I'm not defending him here because I think his actions have been atrocious. I think he has proven that he values his family more than she's proven that she ever valued hers. Showing up for the coronation, showing up for Prince Philip's funeral, um, you know, when she didn't. And I, I watched your last video and I agree with you. Why would we be surprised that Meghan didn't come out to support the, the, the king when she's not reconnected with her ailing father over the last few years. I mean, truly, he's he's been in dire strength and he hasn't heard from her as far as we know. And there are a couple people in her in, in that camp that would tell us, if I'm being honest. Um, but um, I think that Harry is likely to try to reconnect with his father because there's not a lot out for him here. I mean, I think he misses p playing polo as often as he did. I think he misses the friends, the really good friends he had from school, he's no longer really allowed to associate with. And I think that, you know, he misses just kind of like the structure and the discipline that went into the royal family and, and kind of like the chaos that surrounded Christmas, having all of your cousins down the hall in the castle and, and the silly gifts. I mean, He's kind of just totally given up the entire life he knew um, for whatever Megan's version of happiness is. Uh, uh, but I don't think that he wants to give up his father. 
I'm less convinced about his brother. I feel like he's super resentful when, when it comes to Prince William, and I just don't think he understands what Prince William, the expectations are on him. Um, and uh, I also think that Prince William saw something in Meghan a long time ago that Harry still might not see, that that she just doesn't want to play by the rules, and, and that, that can be problematic in such a disciplined system. But... Um, I, I don't think that I don't think that it's going to be a priority when he's with Megan, but I also do think that one day he will it will be very important to him that he reconnect with his family because they're really all he has. They're the only people in the world that understand this bizarre world he was born into. Yeah. Do you have an idea? Do we have an idea of how long Harry is planning to stay? Maybe it depends on on Charles's health. I think it depends on Charles's health. You know, he never stays for very long and he's, he has so much litigation over there that I wonder if he might take some meetings about some of that. Um, but I don't know if, I don't believe he'll stay long. What we know is on the horizon for the, the Sussexes is uh, a trip to Canada. They are going to promote Invictus games, we believe. Mm. And, so I don't know the exact date on that, but I'm sure that it will, whatever the decisions made about this trip, something will, it, it will be having to do with how that conflicts with that Invictus trip. Mm. And the Invictus games are one of the few things, because I criticize Harry a lot, but it's one of the few things that I think he sort of gets right. And I think most people are behind him with that kind of stuff. I mean, why don't they just do those kinds of things all the time instead of all the PR nonsense? That's what I've said. I've said, oh my goodness, imagine if they left the royal family, came over to LA for two years, three years, two years, just came over to LA and for two years worked with the homeless, worked on projects that involved Baby to Baby is a, 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 a charity that they actually have worked with a little bit here in LA that is pretty celebrity driven, you know, like Jessica Alba is on the board. Tyler Perry hosted some party for them last year, I believe. But, you know, it's kind of like upscale charity hobnobbing, um, but for a good cause. They've have worked under the radar with Baby to Baby. They could have found a great charity that was um, that focused on the homeless crisis here in Los Angeles. They could have found a good charity that worked with veterans. And if they would have just quietly worked with these you know charities and um just done good stuff for two years i think they would have a completely different reputation in the states but they came over and in the middle of a plague wanted to complain about titles and tiaras to oprah winfrey and it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths so is there a way to turn that around I think you have to go away for a long time and let people forget why they don't don't like you. I, I just don't think that there's going to be, you know, a, a, a switch they can flip. They could produce the best movie ever for Netflix, Meet Me at the Lake. It could be the most beautiful piece of television we've ever seen. We could cry during the credits and like you would need your snot machine to recover. It would be so good. Um, but I just don't think that that's going to turn people i don't think that's going to turn people around and they're going to go wow harry and megan who work an hour at archwell every week are really really proving me wrong 
Uh, I think it's going to take going away for a little while and then and doing good stuff behind the scenes without sending a press release in the process. I mean, one of the worst, worst PR stunts, I'd say, was when Megan showed up to the school where there, the Texas school where there was that school shooting and those babies were murdered, you know, and having kids in tow. Oof, I just, I don't know who advised them uh, that that was a good you know, way to go. But that was one of the worst moments, I think, for their... In, what was that in, as, again? Because it, it, it cut out for a second. What, when they arrived and what happened? So there was a, sh a school shooting at, I believe it's Uvalde. I believe it's pronounced mm. Uvalde, Tex Texas. It's where Matthew McConaughey's from. It's a precious little town in Texas. And there was a school shooting. It was an elementary school. It's super embarrassing when you look at everything that happened because there are there's security video that shows that the police waited an ungodly amount of time to go in and stop this shooter it was horrible andrew it just is a horrible story um and megan showed up after the shooting with flowers and sandwiches and gave the sandwiches to volunteers and put flowers down for the kids, which would have been fine had she done it under the radar. I mean, it was strange. Why was she there? But she did it with cameras. Like she brought a camera crew with her. And she recently called one of the victim's sisters to check on her and someone was conveniently there to record the conversation. It's just all very icky. And from a PR standpoint, you think, oh, surely to God, somebody's not advising you to do this because it doesn't look great. It looks really icky. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about, but in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash heretics and get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash heretics. Go to expressvpn dot com slash heretics to learn more. Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. 
on What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on what could go right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. Man, that's a really awkward one. I mean, you can get to the philosophy of if there's ever a truly altruistic act because, you know, you give to charity, even if there aren't cameras, you're doing it because it makes you feel good. Uh, I interviewed Alex O'Connor on my other Heretics channel recently, and he's a philosopher, and he was talking about all this stuff, and he was saying, you know, you hear, uh, even if you take it to an extreme, like a, uh, a fireman going into a burning building and to save the kids, and he'll come out and say, they say, how did you get, you know, why did you do that? And he'll say, well, I, I just had to, I couldn't live with myself otherwise. And it's like, well, there you go, that, that you did it for you, so you could live with you. So if you take it to an absolute extreme, there's no real altruistic act, you do it for yourself. Um, and then you've got all these YouTubers who it became a big thing, particularly at the beginning of the Mr. Beast era, of just going around giving hundreds of dollars to homeless people, which it's such a tough one because loads of people criticize him for it. And then I sort of feel a bit defensive of him because it's like, well, at least he gave the money. At least those people yeah. got some money out of it. But at the same time, I think, but you also might secretly be a psychopath because, you know, most of us learn from a young age that it's a bit creepy to go around with a camera filming a homeless person in a vulnerable position and, and be like, hey, I might give you some money. Um <clears throat> But Megan, yeah, I mean, this is the thing we go back to all the time about the PR companies and stuff. The fact that she's clearly got people she's hired and they are telling her every single time the wrong thing to do. You and I spoke about this last time. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't, because they've gotten themselves into such a situation. If she didn't go to it, maybe not that specific uh, school or whatever, but a lot of these things, if she didn't turn up or wasn't spotted by a camera there, she'd get a bad rap. If she does no, she go. wouldn't, Andrew. No, she wouldn't. Nobody want. Nobody thought. You know what's missing from this school from this massacre? <laughs> yeah, the Duchess of Sussex. It was just completely inappropriate. I I think that, in it, I when you were talking earlier, I heard you say, be, you know, she has released statements before, and she'll release statements about like atrocities that are happening all over the world. But it is strange that she's not like sending love to the to the king of england like i get you know sending love to the king of the commonwealth like i get that that's that's strange that she doesn't do that after when she wants to comment on like what's happening in israel like i get that you know um but th this was one of those weird situations where oh and i should say that archwell did donate money to build a playground in the area so there, that's the only connection that they have to that horrible incident is that they donated money to help build a playground in the area that that happened at. Does it still, does it justify the visit? No, I don't, I just don't, uh, that was a really weird one to get involved in. Yeah, no, well, fair point then, and she shouldn't get involved. She's been, look, I thought you were going to say with the worst PR, I thought the worst one was the invented chase through New York that was supposed to evoke imagery of Diana. I tell you that that is the most harmful. I think that that was the most harmful to their brand. But the Uvalde one happened 
when the media was still too afraid to criticize Harry and Meghan because Harry and Meghan in their victim narrative that they painted through Oprah and other things used some pretty triggering topics to shield themselves from criticism. Like when you say that somebody's racist against you, people are going to be weary of criticizing you because they don't want to be um, accused of being racist. When you say that your mental health is really suffering, people are going to be weary of criticizing you in public because they don't want to be um, accused of making your mental health worse. So they were still in this really weird place of being untouchable because they'd built this iron, you know, this iron guard around them with triggering topics like racism and mental health. And I'm, I'm not saying that, that Megan's mental health is not affected by it. I can't imagine it not being affected by the way that she's thrust into the news cycle 24 hours a day. But I do, I do think that it was intentional the way that they presented the, their story so that people would hesitate to be critical of them. Um, go, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I thought I just thought okay, we're trying to sort of get in there because we know there's a bit of a delay. So I thought, okay, she's finished. I'm going to quickly go in. But I didn't actually have much to say. Go, do, you know, do you know what you were saying? Well, I was going to say, I think that the, the New York City car chase opened up a lot of people's eyes and had people start to, to really recognize that there's an element of exaggeration when it comes to Harry and Meghan's storytelling. And that while there might be a teensy bit of truth to some of their accusations, uh, they tend, it's like, I don't know if you have this over there, but over here, we have these little pills you can buy at the toy store or in the grocery store aisles on kiosks, and you put them in water, and then all of a sudden you have a big dinosaur. Like Harry and Meghan, oh, yeah. like, I feel like, that the the truth is this little teeny tiny pill, it, but they tell it like the big dinosaur, and um, and I just think that uh, I was talking about this earlier with yesterday with with um, Rita at Sky Australia. She got a kick out of this immigration joke that Saturday Night Live did against Prince Harry. New, new suits start or new suits spin off. There's a character, Meghan Markle's gonna play a, an attorney that is working hard to fund her immigrant husband who has no job, like some sort of joke like that. And she was like, isn't it so funny that Saturday Night Live took a swing at them? And I was saying Saturday Night Live, who's you know typ typically very liberal, Harry and Meghan, very liberal. So it is surprising to see Saturday Night Live go after them, um, has been going after them since December of 2022, after Steve Martin and Martin Short kind of kicked down the door and, and made and poked fun at them for the first time. Um, but I, I do think that comedy-wise, them, Chris Rock, and is that just, is it just Chris Rock? Is it also, who's the one, did Dave Chappelle go after them too? Comedy-wise, I think, Comedy, if it seems like the comedy world are always the first to be so truthful and kind of expose things. I mean, look, the Bill Cosby thing was a joke. That was a joke that uh, I'm, I'm, it's killing me that I can't remember his name, but a comedian said it off the cuff as a joke and it exposed a truth and that unraveled. And so it does feel like in some way in the entertainment industry, comedy gives people 
permission to talk about things that they're too afraid to talk about, it it opens the door. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, let's have that discussion. And so I felt like seeing Steve Martin and Martin Short kind of poke fun at Harry and Meghan on SNL in December of 2022, that was interesting. Then you started seeing Saturday Night Live poke fun at them even more. Chris Rock did this amazing stand-up about Megan and, and the baby. Um, I thought Dave Chappelle did something, but I could be wrong. But it just, it seemed like that gave people, and then uh, obviously South Park. Obviously South Park is a, is a comedy. But um, the car chase is really where people started to say, I think these two might exaggerate their claims. And I, I don't know if I necessarily take them take them for their word anymore it was um hannibal burress who first joked about yeah. bill cosby and yeah. um yeah i agree with your family guy as well with harry and megan they got in there eventually um i wonder i mean part of it is and as somebody who likes to tease and i try not to actually because i just read in christopher hitchens's old book hitch 22 uh he mentioned like he learned someone someone said one time like teasing is when it's just such a stupid thing to do and it's just you know and i don't want to tease anymore but it is very natural for me to tease and you do always want to go after very humorless people just people with no humor about themselves and i think harry and megan are, are a perfect example I, I don't think they can they, they do in ways that are very obviously self-aggrandizing but make it look like they're being self-deprecating, but they really can't laugh at themselves um, at all. Um, I got a little super chat, well, a lovely super chat, I should say, from Meredith's Two Cents, who wants to know, do you think Harry is realizing that he was used? I think that he is so in love with his wife, and I don't know if, I don't know if he wants to see that. I, I, I struggle with this because I Megan is a social climber. And when people ask me like, are Harry and Megan ever going to go broke? I always say like, no, Megan's a social climber because she, she's on to the next event. She's on to the next, you know, opportunity to shake hands and, and meet with people. I don't know if Harry sees that. I think he sees it as um, beneficial towards both of them in the position that they're currently in, you know, kind of on an island, them against the world. Does he realize that she um, got her her elevation through him? I don't think, I just think he thinks that she is his soulmate. Um, and I think that's probably truly what he thinks. Will he feel that way five years from now? We'll have to wait and see. Andrew and I will be sitting here on YouTube talking to you about mm, it. Looking a little older, a little grayer, a little wiser perhaps. But uh, we will see. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. I always, I, I had a bet with my grandma when I was 15 or something that uh, the Beckhams would break up in, in her lifetime. She died like 15 years ago. So she, I didn't ever see a return on that. So what can you do? I've got um, a comment I'm going to, I'll reply to from Keith Grant, who says, putting Megan in the same context as a psychopath. Seriously, Andrew Gold. I didn't say she was a psychopath though. I said that Mr. Beast probably is one, but a likable one. And I think... It is possible Megan's a psychopath. It's possible I'm a psychopath, and it's possible that Kinsey's a psychopath. I mean, I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what psychopathy is. It's not people going around murdering and all of those things. It's just people who secretly don't have um, any sort of remorse or empathy going on, and they would act just as we do because they would pretend. Oh, that they I did. definitely am not a psychopath then, because I will say something that I think is mean, and it requires an immediate 
Pepto-Bismol shot. You know, I feel so bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's what a psychopath would say. (laughs) I have watched some of your videos on that, so maybe I need to study them more. Yeah, the psychopaths, man. They, they, they. I mean, and oh, and that that book, uh, John Ronson, my my buddy, John Ronson, the psychopath test. What a book that that is. You know what? I, one of the reasons that Harry might be so angry, he's obviously look, he's going back to see his dad now. I really look. One of the things I hate, especially on YouTube, is conspiracy theories. You and I reporting on this stuff are inundated with them. There's always something about a fake this, a fake bump, and a fake oh, everything's fake. Blah blah blah. However. In all my years of having to deal, not just with Meghan and Harry and conspiracy theory, but in general, and I'm very reluctant to give any ground on them, there is one that I can't get out of my head every time I see a photo of the comparison. And oh, that no. is... I know what you're going to say. Am I not allowed to talk? Is it too controversial to talk about? I, maybe it's complete nonsense. And I know in spare, it's said that the timelines don't actually work. So maybe they don't. But he looks incredibly like that other ginger guy and not James that much Hewitt. like Charles. Yeah, and it happens. That it can, it could just be that it's a coincidence. But I don't know. What's what's the, what's the deal? Well, I I mean, I tell you no. I think that Harry does belong to the royal family because oh, I mean, it would be the greatest if that was really the case. Would that not be the most unbelievable? I mean, spare yeah. that that would have sold a couple of copies of spare. Yeah. Um, but if you look at Prince Harry, he looks. First of all, you see King Charles within the eyes, like the way the 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 width that the eyes are separated. I do see Harry. I do see King Charles and Harry. I see more so Prince Philip in in Prince Harry. Um, okay. The the red hair Harry gets from the Spencer side of his family. He actually looks a lot like Earl Spencer, uh, who is Princess Diana's brother and runs uh, the their family estate today. So he does look very similar to to that side of Diana's family. Diana's sister had red hair as well. Um, but I do quite, know quite what you're saying when it comes to James Hewitt. Harry does. Yeah, yeah. You look look at the nose, look between the eyes. You can see, like, yeah. I do. I mean, Charles. Harry obviously looks a lot like his beautiful mother. Um, mm, but I true. do understand the James Hewitt comparison. It is so, it's hard to ignore and i understand it's a it's an interesting story it's a funny story and there is a play called diana that was on broadway for a few years and they go into that love affair and it was so cheesy and and hilarious oh that's weird and it i think you're right to be careful i know no one can see me i'm poking out from behind a picture because i want to get one of james it's i i actually think you're right And, and looking at this now and i know a lot of people will be listening on audio I actually think he he looks more like Charles. It's just the coloring that's that's James yeah. Stewart. Well, look at a picture of them smiling. Hold, somebody's calling me. Hold on. Don't call who's you. Call- who's calling you? Can we see who it is? I know who's doing this to me. There it's was Paul. there was this. Let's see if he left a voicemail. Okay. Well, you listen to. That I almost called just... you while you were on. Uh, I, I almost I, called. I, I usually could check my WhatsApp, and I, I just didn't. Then uh, I'm just putting more pictures up. So for people... Hi, this is Cindy. Uh, I'm returning your call. Hey, it's Chelsea from GB News. Oh, hi. Can I... I'm, I'm actually live right now. I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing a hit. Let me call you back. Thank you. I wanted to see where that Cindy went. wanting me to... It's GB, GB News. News. I was like, oh. We could hear. I'm talking to Andrew. I gotta go. Bye. I love that. 
we, I thought we might get a scoop and she might say, come back in right now. You've been being horrible to all the staff or something. Um, I got the picture up of the, that's the one that people always show. But I actually think, yeah. you know, you can, you can manipulate photos to look what, like whatever. I think he does look like Charles. And, I think that's, and it must be horrible though. That's obviously come up a lot and that's, that's probably got part of his whole thing with being a spare. And there, in Ingrid Seward's new book, she talks about how she goes into, in Harry's book, Spare, how he says, like, I was just, uh, you know, I was just a backup. I was just, and he, he really is just so fixated on the idea of being second fiddle and in a really gross way. And um, he was so wanted and so loved. It's, it's, it's sad that he has chosen to live in this space of, of resentment and chosen to live in this space. Um, so jealous of his brother. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to be king. I, you know, I might want to be a princess, but I definitely wouldn't want the, um, the kind of heat that, and I don't even know if I'd want the kind of heat that comes with being Meghan Markle or, or, Catherine, the Princess of Wales, because we are so judgmental and, and cruel to some to those women on their their figure, what they're wearing, their parenting, you know, like it just comes with a lot of pressure. So I don't know why there's this jealousy and, and envy that you see kind of um, just reeking out of Harry when it comes to Prince William. And I love Diana. You know, I love Diana. I built an entire brand around loving Diana. But you're in that position and that or is circulating because of the actions of your mom. And, you know, I, I'm, you, you, you talk about her as if she's this kind of like martyr figure, but the reality is like your mom had an affair with this person. And that's why those, those rumors are circulating, you know, you, you've got to be realistic about the situation. There's a question from Ian saying, Ian Holmes, does it all feel a bit fin de siècle? Which um, I think they know that if they put French, I'm likely to say it to show off my French. Does it feel like it's all coming to an end? The brothers aren't getting on. There's a couple of people in the hospital. People, the interest in the royal family might be waning after Elizabeth died. Is, is, it, getting, is it getting to that point? Not at all. I, I'm, I feel like... Wow, Andrew, how do I say this without getting morbid? No, not at all. Interest is heightened for the royal family. The prince and princess of Wales, just in the United States alone, where they do not reign, are um, statistically, analytically more popular than our government figures, our current president, our former president. These, these two people are ready for the 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 reign of of William and and Kate so absolutely not I don't think that there's an end in sight because I think that there's so much excitement for the future. Mm. Okay, well, fair enough. And yeah, I mean, I definitely notice on my channel. I'm sure you do on yours and all these things. People are continually interested and i think there was a bit of talk after elizabeth died about that wasn't there will interest die away and if anything it seems to have gone up people are just absolutely fascinated and it's always been the sort of tabloidy um stuff yeah. that people are interested in got oh another little oh another super i've got to stop saying little because it's sort of down but i didn't i don't mean that i just mean like a cheeky cheeky super chat uh, I haven't read it yet. It could be anything. Vicky W-A-Y with pink hair. Hi, Vicky. Says, unless Megan has told someone that she is just using Harry, it's very possible that she loves him and just is who she is. Kind of tired of the H&M bashing. 
Well, that's fair enough. What do you what do you think of, of that? Well, I mean, I do think Megan loves Harry. I don't think that you stay under this type of microscope without there being some love involved because it's not Harry and Megan aren't just like we joke about the 16 bathrooms in the mansion, but it's not they're not just comfortably tucked away and in, in their mansion. Harry and Megan are constantly having to find new ways to finance their lifestyle. So it is, I imagine, a lot of stress and anxiety to figure out how to continue to maintain this this life that you want to lead. Um, but there's also this like additional necessity for security. And I understand, do I think taxpayers should have to pay for their security? I, I don't, but I do think that they, I understand that their need for security and I, I believe there is a need for security in Montecito alone. They've had multiple trespassers. They've called the police multiple times from their home to report um, to, to report irregularities with their alarm and to report people on the property um, and, and photographers around the, the neighborhood, although they, they actually, there aren't a lot of photographers around their neighborhood. Um, for the most part, because it, it is so far away from Los Angeles. It's about, you know, it, that's a two hour probably drive round trip for a Los Angeles photographer to get some steps of them jogging. Um, but I get, you know, I, I report on what's currently happening. If it's a Tuesday, like last Tuesday, next Tuesday, and nothing's happening with Harry and Megan, and I haven't been assigned to just dis to, to discuss it. They're the last people on my mind. <laughs> I don't, sit around and, and care about Harry and Megan. I I don't talk about them at the dinner table with my friends. Um, we don't text each other about them. They This is a job to me. And when I discuss Harry and Megan, I try to discuss it with a source or with a fact or with a date. You know, me talking about Megan showing up in Texas after a school shooting is fact. She did that. that that happened. Um, and I think that it's a part of her story and it, it's a part of history because she is the Dutch, wh whether we like it or not, she's the Duchess of Sussex. So I, I, it's a weird, it's a strange thing when, when it comes to Harry and Meghan fans, I feel like they don't like the truth. So they don't want to consume it as truth. They think we're just being bullies, but if something happened and I'm and I'm telling you that something happened or I, I've put things in chronological order that happened. It doesn't make the fact that they happened. I mean, they happened, you know? Yeah. No, it, it doesn't make it, it any less, um, any less real. Do you think it's true what a lot of people are saying that Megan has decided of it? We're getting a lot of this from Omid Scobie, of course, and we have to be careful about uh, the veracity of his claims, but that she won't set foot in England again. She just refuses to, to come here. I think you go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated and she doesn't feel comfortable there. And if uh, she doesn't feel comfortable there, I don't know why she would put herself in that position. She doesn't feel welcome there. Why? I mean, I, I, you're right. She, in this particular case, she's damned if she does, she's damned if she doesn't because there will be people that say, oh, well, she should be there because she's a part of the monarchy, you know, technically. Um, and then there are people that go, no, she's, she's unwelcome because she's disruptive. Uh, and so I think 
it is best for her to stay back for her mental health, for her, her personal peace, and for the sanity of the senior members of the royal family. What about the children, which are the grandchildren of Charles? I've read bits and pieces suggesting that there might be plans made in the coming days or weeks for them to come and see their um, ailing grandpa. I don't believe that's true. I think similar, we had these reports um, that that the reason that the kids, the Wales children didn't go visit Catherine at the hospital is because they didn't want to disrupt their schedule. They didn't want to just, you know, they didn't want to bother their, um, their day-to-day life because it might be more upsetting to them. And I think that that's a fair excuse. And I think the same could be said for Archie and Lily. They've got school to go to. They, you know, are going to wake up in the same space every day. I mean, that's healthy for them to stay in in that cycle. Um, If they, if the king wants to have a a little love fest with them and a meet and greet with them, I think it will happen eventually, but not, it will happen under the radar. It's not going to happen with all eyes on the king because we just found out that he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And, And on that cancer, um, do we know why they're not revealing what it was? I know there was a big deal made about wanting to spread awareness of prostate cancer, which is an important thing to do, uh, and then it wasn't prostate cancer, but we don't know what it is. Do we have any indicator, or would it all just be in the realm of speculation? It would all be in the realm of speculation, but I have a couple of theories on this. Do you mind if I share? My first Please. theory is that he hasn't told everybody that he wants to tell in that intimate private way like you're you are so important to me that i'm letting you in on this secret first like i think that that might be in his position that might be important to him that he calls the the second or third cousin and says here's what's going on you know you know I, I, please pray for me or i just want you in on uh, on the loop before they tell the world this is a man that's 73 years old his contacts go far and wide and so maybe he does want that, just that sense of intimacy where he's picking up the phone and calling someone and saying, because you're really important to me, I want you to have this information first. And I think that's beyond fair, if that's the case. Also, I think that there has been so much unfair speculation about the Princess of Wales to the point of like libel. I think that this could because the palace never does anything it's a, it's all about chess pieces they never do anything without an ulterior motive a bigger plan so i feel like perhaps the mystery surrounding the type of cancer could be so that you and i are having this discussion right now versus you and i trying to break down what could be going on with the princess of wales which I think is super fair. So so maybe there's some mystery in the air so they keep the focus on the king and they lay off the princess of Wales so she really has that time to just feel freedom, feel rest and and recover. I wonder as well I got another theory is just I guess it's just an intimate thing isn't it? And for some types of cancer and this is a really sad thing that probably needs to be spoken about a bit more but they don't uh they don't get spoken about as much. Prostate cancer gets spoken about a lot, uh, but there are other cancers that are, you know, part of genitalia or who knows what that people are embarrassed to say. And I think that's really sad and ridiculous. And it's an indictment of the ridiculousness of our times. 
Uh, but I think it, it could be something like that. It's a very intimate thing that might be seen as you know not befitting of of the king. I don't know. I mean, we Andrew. I hate yeah. to I hate to go this route, but he said he wanted to be his wife's tampon at one point. Like we've heard a lot from this guy. Like I feel like that's yeah, that wasn't the least... that wasn't a public that wasn't a public pronouncement. That would have been a mad <laughs> public pronouncement if he'd like the Christmas speech. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I just feel like because he's such a curious and educated individual in the, the most fun way possible. You know, I, I mm. did talk to Father Calvin Robson today, Robinson mm. today, where he was kind of critical of um, the king's curiosity when it comes to religion and, and, and that route. I'm totally okay with that. I mean, I think that curiosity may, and, and, and educating yourself is like better than having a million dollars in the bank. And so, um, I think that the, the king is so curious and, and not only does he like to learn, but I feel like he feels like it's a gift to share what he learns with other people. That's like his love language. Like, let me tell you about this bird. Let me tell you about this plant. Like, and I really admire that about him. So I don't think that he would find something like that humiliating. I think he would say, this is happening to me right now. And, um, and this is the process we're going to go through. I'm not sure we're not going to get that eventually. I just wonder if perhaps they're do they're taking this in small steps um, for a bigger purpose. Tell us what is going on on your channel at the moment. What, pe what people can, what why people should go over and subscribe. Well, I, I want to have you on my channel. Will you come visit me? Yeah, I'll pop on. You just you just let me know. But I don't know what I can tell you. But I'll tell you. I'll just make some stuff up. <laughs> That's a joke, everyone. Before everyone starts, say, oh, he's admitted he just makes stuff up all the time. Um, but no, yeah, just uh, let, well, I me mean, know. like they're not—they're not my—they're not, my, not my royal family. I've adopted them, but they're not mm. my royal family. So I could just find out about your history with them. Like, did you grow up in a household where they—you know—this was an important part of your family? Like, did did your mm. did your grandmother own silverware with like the queen's face on it? I don't know. Like. I, I think that the other people's history surrounding their relationship and their family's relationship with the royal family is so interesting to me. Um, and I also like, it's, a, it's interesting when I meet people that say, actually, I had no relationship with them growing up. I, I, they're, just, they're just here. So uh, talking around that and finding out, I mean, you might have been in the same room with one of them. I don't know. There's plenty of stuff to ask you. Not much. Not, not, not in the room that often. Or ever with them but uh I, d I do you know and i can tell you this on your channel but yeah i do remember my dad took us to the side of the road when they took like diana's the car or the, the hearse through through like the roads i must have been what was it 96 yeah. was it so I, I was like seven years old uh, and i remember that and being like seven. why is this why is this relevant to me but i, I was thinking that i was like this seven-year-old little kid going why is for for what reason is this relevant to me? I I want to just go and play football, and I don't know who this woman is. Um, but but later sort of came to understand that it was a, a significant moment of our of our times. So yes, we can do that.
Thank you, Kinsey Schofield. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Just something a bit different on the Saturday episodes of Heretics. As I said, please do share this around. Uh, Loads of big episodes are coming up, as always, and I hope you'll be there to listen to them. I'm constantly thinking about what it is I want to do and, and where I want to be and you know, and, and how I respond to certain things. And I have started thinking recently that some of the people I've had on who have been a little bit, uh, or certainly more extreme than I am, I think I need to really learn <clears throat> how to how to push back in a way that doesn't make things necessarily awkward and continues the uh, interview. But when people do say things, an example being, you know, the trans stuff, I I really do believe a lot of it involves magical thinking and needs to be called out. But I also think that maybe when my guests compare them to, like, suggest that they're all fetishists or all potentially paedophiles or whatever it might be, that I need to be a bit braver and push back. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Let me know. Get in touch on all the socials and I'll see you next time. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.